service. This episode contains content that may be disturbing to some listeners. Please check the show notes for more information. Badlands is a production of Double Elvis. Can you give me something to eat? Pouvez-vous me donner à manger? I should like to wash. Je désire me laver. I want some hot water. De l'eau chaude, s'il vous plaît. What time do you dine? À quelle heure dînez-vous? The stories about Army Hammer are insane. First of all, given what happened to him, what we know about him, his name is Army Hammer. Second of all, he got kicked out of prep school. And not for innocent prep school things. For writing his name on the campus lawn in lighter fluid and then setting it aflame. He punched a homeless man in the face and then stole his knife. And speaking of names and knives, he once carved his initials into a woman's groin during intercourse. He even licked the blood from the wound. He sent text messages that used a cannibal kink as foreplay. And although he has become more famous for his bizarre compulsions than for his acting, Army Hammer did make great films. Unlike that clip I played for you at the top of the show, that wasn't a clip from a great film. That was a fair use sample from the Library of Congress of French Lesson Number 2, Food and Lodging from 1917. I played you that clip because I can't afford the rights to a clip from Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 1984. And why would I play you that specific slice of lasso of truth cheese could I afford it? Because that was the number one movie in America on January 10th, 2021. And that was the day that an anonymous Instagram account began posting screenshots of graphic conversations with Army Hammer, exposing some of his more bloodthirsty and taboo fetishes to the world. In this episode, knives, kinks, compulsions, bloodthirsty fetishes, and Army Hammer. I'm Jake Brennan, and this is Badlands, Season 5, Hollywoodland. Army Hammer panned his phone around the room. The hotel upgraded him, he explained as he shot video. Video meant to be seen by only a handful of Instagram users who knew that his fake account existed. He gave his Finsta audience a quick tour of the bathroom with its separate tub and shower. And then he swung the camera past the closet and into the bedroom, where a dark-haired woman in a lacy black garter belt was perched up doggy style on the bed. Her ass showcased a fresh red hand mark. Bed looks comfy, Army chuckled. Oh, and here's the view from the balcony. Army Hammer was in the Grand Caymans. As he explained in the video's caption, he was forced there by his ex-wife. Their divorce had been finalized a few months earlier, but she still refused to bring their kids back to America during the COVID-19 pandemic. So Army found himself back in that beautiful Caribbean tax haven against his will. This, he wrote, sucks. But as he quickly pointed out, it wasn't all bad. There were silver linings, quote, like fucking Miss Cayman again while I'm down there, unquote. Most movie stars know better than to post that kind of shit on social media. But Army Hammer is not most movie stars. 
despite his chiseled matinee idol jawline. In his defense, it was supposed to be a private post on his Finsta account, until someone leaked it to the press. Army was no stranger to the Cayman Islands. He spent five years there as a kid. His dad randomly decided to pack up and move the whole family there sight unseen when little Armand was just seven years old. That's right, Army's full name is Armand Hammer, named after his great-grandfather. The original Armand Hammer was a billionaire oil tycoon and art collector who was famously known as Lenin's chosen capitalist. That's V.I. Lenin, Vladimir Lenin, not John Lenin. Though his own father was active in leftist politics, great-grandpa Hammer swore he wasn't named after the Arm and Hammer that was the symbol of the Socialist Labor Party. He did help launder money for the Soviets, though, and he made even more money smuggling U.S. wheat to starving Russians. He also served as an unofficial go-between for the two Cold War empires. Years later, great-grandpa Hammer got into trouble for making illegal donations to Richard Nixon's Watergate Defense Fund. Oh, and Army Hammer's great-grandfather eventually bought a major share in Arm & Hammer. You know, the baking soda company. They'd actually been around for decades before the first Armand Hammer was even born. But people always asked him about the connection. And he was so fucking rich that one day he just bought his way onto the Arm & Hammer board of directors because he thought it was funny. Get it? It is kind of funny. I get it. Because his name is... Okay, Arm & Hammer. You get it. Enough. This is all to say that Army Hammer is the kind of kid who grew up, well, rich, like featured in a Vanity Fair spread next to Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner kind of rich. But Army had less in common with the Trumps than he did with the diabolical socialites he portrayed early in his acting career on shows like Gossip Girl and Veronica Mars. After his family moved back to LA, 13-year-old Army started a side business at his private school selling Playboys to his classmates. For 20 bucks, you could get a magazine with a bottle of lotion on the side. Army was smart enough to keep the nudie mag stash in the bushes at the back of the campus, so when the teachers caught on and inspected his locker, all they found were several dozen bottles of moisturizer. And when the principal gave him a look, he shrugged with a little shit-eating smirk. What are you going to do about it? He had really dry hands. And by the time Army's antics actually caught up with him, he was a junior in high school. He wrote his own name in lighter fluid on the school lawn and then lit it on fire. And that particular stunt got him expelled. So Army signed up for acting classes at UCLA's Extension School. He didn't care much for the class part, but at least he got his parents off of his back. He began auditioning and soon found himself typecast as the token rich asshole in a few different shows. But Army never wanted to be arm candy. His aspirations were bigger than that. In those early days, however, he was still a little distracted. He had other priorities, like trying to have as much sex as possible and getting fucked up. And later in life, Army would say that he wanted to see how hot the candle could burn. Turns out, not even fire and wax could satisfy him. It was around this time that Army met a girl who changed his life forever. And they were in bed, and she was on top. She leaned down and whispered in between gas, quote, true love scars, and you don't have any, unquote. Then she pulled out a butcher's knife and used the edge of the freshly sharpened blade to trace a line from his neck down to his waist. Army's heart was pounding. She pressed the knife down harder and it penetrated his skin. And a drop of blood popped out and the sensation was thrilling. A surge of ecstasy coursed through Army's veins. He'd been looking for a new kind of heat since that fire on the high school lawn. 
And now he'd finally found it, like a goddamn S&M Prometheus. Acting was cool and all. It was great to transform, to be adored, but it was nothing compared to that. Army Hammer told this story during an interview with Elle magazine in 2013. Quote, of course, I promptly broke up with her, unquote, he said, seven months later. Again, this is not the kind of thing that most celebrities willingly share with the press, but again, Army Hammer has never been like most celebrities. In fact, up until recently, he was barely a celebrity at all. His career was so unremarkable that BuzzFeed even published an article in 2017 with the headline, 10 long years of trying to make Army Hammer happen. And this brings us back to that night in the Cayman Islands with so-called Miss Cayman herself perched and ready for action. In January 2021, the day after Army's scandalous Finsta video leaked to the public, he heard a knock on the door of his hotel room, Royal Cayman Islands Police Service, and they were there to investigate. Investigate what? That video was taken like a month ago, and Army was presently alone with his sex-stained bedsheets. The police said they were there to look into an ICT crime, AKA misuse of information and communications technology. For a moment, Army felt a swell of relief. They were on his side. They were looking into who might have stolen and posted his private video. But as the officers stepped through the door, they explained that they were actually there on behalf of the Miss Universe Cayman Islands Association, who were concerned about the unauthorized use and misrepresentation of their brand. By referring to his consort as Miss Cayman, a title specifically reserved for the woman selected to represent the British Overseas Territory in the International Miss Universe competition, Army Hammer was potentially violating the organization's intellectual property rights and possibly committing libel. The police told him to issue a public apology, explicitly clarifying that whoever he was fucking that night was not, in fact, the woman who had won that year's Miss Cayman competition, or in the case that she was, that she was not fucking him in bondage gear in a capacity that represented the Miss Universe organization. Army agreed to comply. After all, it was the least worst thing to happen to him that week. Army Hammer cocked his arm back and punched the man square in the face. It all happened so fast. He was in Australia, walking down the street, just minding his own business. And the guy came out of nowhere, screaming something about how Army owed him money. He had a knife in one hand, and Army didn't know what the fuck the guy was on about. He was obviously disturbed, definitely homeless. But Army was in a mood, full of piss and hubris. So he decked the guy and then stole his knife. He didn't just take the knife to disarm the guy. Army Hammer has a large personal knife collection. Keeps them with his collections of cigars and vintage typewriters and books on tying knots. Army told this story to a journalist during a 2013 press tour for his title role in the Lone Ranger reboot. Probably not the best way to promote a movie that had already pissed people off by casting Johnny Depp as a Native American. But for Army, the story about punching a homeless Australian guy in the face and stealing his knife helped him to illustrate a larger, more important point, that he had a frontal lobe problem. He told this to the journalist too, ignoring the publicity rep in the corner, drawing a finger across her throat to try to shut him up. Your frontal lobe controls your danger response, Army mansplained. It's the part of the brain that tells you, whoa, you probably shouldn't be doing this. 
It's also one of the last parts of the brain to finish fully developing, which it usually does around the age of 30. Army was only 26 at the time, though, so his wife said he still had a few years to get his frontal lobe shit figured out. And that might sound harsh, but she meant it with affection. Elizabeth Chambers was a former model and news correspondent for Entertainment Tonight and Access Hollywood. She and Army met through mutual friends in 2008 during a group outing to a skeet shooting range that was cut short by rain. Army and Elizabeth hit it off despite the inclement weather, and they decided to make a day of it, checking out LA art galleries together and eventually making their way to the Hustler store on Sunset. But you can't have a picture-perfect guns and porn Hollywood romance without a little complication. Elizabeth, as it turned out, had a boyfriend. Army convinced her to break up with the guy by writing and delivering the kind of epic speech that you typically only hear in movies. The only thing missing was a boombox on his shoulder blasting Peter Gabriel while he stood outside her window. And within two years, Army and Elizabeth were married. And not long after that, they opened up a bakery together in San Antonio with two kids to follow in 2014 and 2016. All the while, they kept the tabloids happy with their endearing displays of public affection, earnestly referring to each other as best friend in casual conversation as they kissed and canoodled for the cameras. Outside of the seemingly storybook romance, Army Hammer was a PR person's nightmare. A perfectly square-jawed dumpster fire. Every interview he gave exposed another fucked up anecdote, like getting stabbed during sex or punching a homeless guy in the face and stealing his knife. And maybe that's why Army never quite made it the way that everyone expected him to, which is weird. This is a guy who was born and raised in the lap of luxury with the kind of face that everybody either wants to kiss or punch or maybe both and he was a pretty good performer, too. His first big breakthrough role came in 2010 when he played the identical Winklevoss twins in The Social Network, that critically acclaimed Facebook origin story written by Aaron Sorkin and directed by David Fincher. But right away, Army Hammer should have been the next big leading man like Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. But it never quite worked out that way. It's not that he was hurting for roles. In 2011, he appeared opposite Leonardo DiCaprio and Jay Edgar playing the infamous FBI director's rumored lover, Clyde Tolson. Everyone thought 2015 would be Army's year with the release of the highly anticipated Birth of a Nation. But all the early Oscar buzz around the Nat Turner biopic disappeared after rape allegations surfaced against Nate Parker, who wrote, directed, and starred in the film. If that wasn't bad enough, Army had to go and open his mouth to defend the guy. Quote, he had the stuff in his past, which is heinous, I get that. Army said before comparing Parker to Casey Affleck, who had just won an Academy Award despite the fact that several women had accused him of sexual harassment. Army later acknowledged that harassment is not the same as rape and apologized for conflating the two. And then he began to revitalize his image, but not thanks to a well-pruned PR campaign. It was because he started liking sadomasochistic posts on Twitter without realizing that Twitter likes are visible on your public profile for everyone to see. And the tabloids caught on fast and word spread even faster about Army's love for rough stuff. This shouldn't have been that surprising. And just see Army's previous public comments about knives and knots. But it somehow managed to endear him to the public even more, to the surprise of every publicity agent who tried and failed to keep him on script during interviews. The fact that Army Hammer had some kinky fetishes and apparently didn't understand how Twitter works made him even more charming. And when Army wasn't liking light SM content, he would sometimes use the social media platform to troll conservatives like actor James Woods. 
And what could possibly endear Army Hammer to fans of Hollywood films than trolling conservatives? And sure, Army Hammer was the classically attractive scion of a famous billionaire family, but he also used the internet for porn and shit posts, just like you and, well, you. What made Army Hammer seem even more painfully down to earth, though, was that his otherwise picture-perfect marriage came with a self-described boring sex life, a fact that was surprisingly at odds with his public persona. Quote, I used to be a dominant lover, unquote. That's what he told Playboy magazine. And then he said, I like grabbing the hair and neck and all that, but then you get married and that changes. You can't really pull your wife's hair, you know? It's like, I respect you too much to do these things to you that I really want to do. And that's the rest of his quote. Army's sex life with his former model wife wasn't all bad, though. In fact, it was kind of nice sometimes, he explained. He could let his mind wander while they fucked, and it was totally fine. Sometimes Army would think of hilarious things and then suddenly break out into a fit of laughter mid-coitus. There's something special about that kind of comfort, he said. You can't do that when you're just having sex with a random person for the first time. What was left unspoken in this Playboy interview was the fact that Army Hammer was very clearly bored by his sex life at home. Sure, his wife was beautiful, his quote-unquote best friend, but he made sex with her sound like a chore. Who knows if Elizabeth, his wife, ever actually read the interview. Army later claimed he was drunk when he gave it, but it's hard to imagine she'd be happy to hear that her husband's favorite part of their sex life was when he thought about other people. Of course, on the outside, things were still wonderful, or they seemed so anyways. Army's relationship with Elizabeth was the only thing about him the PR people never had to worry about, which is great because Army Hammer wanted to be a star. Except the thing that was finally making him famous now was the kinky sex he'd been deprived of at home. And Army Hammer never liked vanilla sex. In fact, according to some of his leaked text messages, he had some very, very different taste preferences. And we're not talking chocolate. We're talking flesh and blood. We'll be right back after this word, word, word. The traffic light on Sunset Boulevard turned green. Army Hammer hit the gas and tore down the road. As he drove, he tapped a message on his phone. You are perfect, he wrote. My angel, come to save me. He hit send, glanced briefly at the traffic in front of him, and then shot off another quick text. Now, be a good whore and give me five big O's. Call me so I can hear. He drove a few more blocks as he waited for a response. Five minutes later, he sent another message. I need to touch every part of you, inside and out. I want to drink your blood. Army pulled the car over, and there was still no answer. He was getting frustrated, so he recorded a quick video message. I want to bite a piece of your skin off and eat it, he said, staring directly into the camera. Then I'll spit it up, cook it, and eat it again so I can always keep you with me. It was summer 2020. Just one month earlier, Army Hammer was back in the Caymans. That tropical paradise seemed a lot less heavenly when you're stuck inside a beachfront apartment with your wife and two kids and your dad and your dad's crazy new wife and you can't even use the pool or beach. Army was going stir crazy. The island's COVID protocols were draconian and he was so fucking horny in a way he knew his quarantine life could never hope to satisfy. So he hopped on a plane and went back to Los Angeles. This was the last straw in Army's relationship with Elizabeth Chambers. She was willing to forgive his highly publicized affair with Lily James, his co-star in the romantic thriller, Rebecca. 
Elizabeth even overlooked the time that Army accidentally texted her about wanting to crack her skull open so he could fuck her brain and then eat it. But ditching his kids during a global pandemic just so he could go party was a line too far. They filed for divorce in July. This didn't bother Army too much. Once he was back in the States, he tore through a string of high-profile women like a BDSM hurricane, including Rumor Willis and Courtney Vujakovic, creator of the photography and beauty app Flashed. These women, and others, all told similar stories about their intense whirlwind courtships with Army Hammer. He was intensely, almost aggressively charming at the beginning. He'd make grand romantic gestures and then get shockingly vulnerable, opening up about his failures and insecurities and the trauma of his famous family. And then he would say things like, I want to break your ribs and cook them on the grill while I jerk off. Or, I want to slit your wrists and use the blood as anal lube. Just so we're clear, no one's ever claimed that Army Hammer actually tried to break their bones or barbecue their brains or eat their toes or use their blood as an erotic lubricant. He was just into your standard fetish fare. Again, knives and knots or autoerotic asphyxiation or consensual non-consent. Yeah, that's a real thing. And the cannibal shit was just his way of talking dirty. Probably, I guess, I think, I don't really fucking know. Army Hammer may have liked the sex rough and brutal, but by all accounts, he was a puppy dog in all other aspects of his life. Not just in the sense that he was good looking and cuddly, he also needed someone else to clean up his shit for him. But when he first started dating Courtney Vujakovic, Army would always invite himself back to her place where he'd sweet talk her into playing along with whatever kinky mood he had that night. Then he'd leave his ropes and knives there for the next time. She knew he was going through a divorce and that his ex-wife was down in the Caymans and she'd even paid for a few of his flights back down there. But it was weird how he kept changing the subject every time she mentioned that she wanted to see his apartment. Even weirder was how every time they went out to dinner, mugging for the paparazzi, Army conveniently forgot his credit card or it was mysteriously declined, leaving Courtney to pick up the tab. One day, Courtney invited Army over to her house but his truck was out of gas, and he accidentally left his credit card at the bar the night before. So Courtney came to get him, which is when she learned that he was living rent-free in a 500-square-foot pool house in his buddy's backyard. He swore it was temporary. The movie industry was essentially shut down because of COVID, he explained. But once he was working again, it'd be different. He was good for the money. He'd even pay her back for the flights and the gas and everything else. He promised. To be fair, Army had always claimed that his family stopped supporting him financially after he decided to be an actor. Every time he brought it up in an interview, it seemed like a way to make himself seem more humble and relatable. I'm Army Hammer, just a regular struggling actor who trolls conservatives on Twitter and likes a little kinky shit. Turned out, that may have been even more true than he let on. Soon enough, Courtney was spending so much time picking up after Army that her company started suffering. Wiping Army's ass to become her full-time job. The tabloids and comment sections said that Courtney was a gold digger. But really, she was the one playing sugar mama to a billionaire man-child obsessed with the Marquis de Sade. Actual consensual BDSM is not the same as toxic or abusive behavior, but it can provide a convenient cover. Back to the Cayman Islands. Just a few days before the Instagram post of Miss Cayman made the rounds, Army was running out of people to borrow money from, but at least he had a place to stay even if his ex-wife had made him agree to regular random drug testing if he wanted to see the kids. On the bright side, he figured out that piss test couldn't track the use of DMT. Army took a hit off the psychedelic drug in his hotel room, 
He exhaled slowly. His phone vibrated, a text from a friend. It said, don't check Twitter. So of course, he checked Twitter. His name was trending. He clicked through and saw a stream of screen grabs from his private Instagram account, including some DMs, like the one he sent that read, I am 100% a cannibal and I want to fucking eat you. Army Hammer hated dealing with PR people, especially when there was a naked woman tied up to the bed with a knife between her legs waiting for him. Timing was bullshit. The publicist on the other end of the line wasn't phased. Was it true, she asked? Were those messages real? I had to get in front of this. The tabloids were already calling him the cannibal lover. Army glanced over at the woman on his bed again. His heart was racing. And it wasn't just from the erection. His career, his future, was the only thing he had. And it was all about to come crashing down around him because of what? Because of some dirty text that he sent? And the PR person asked again, were the messages real? Did Army Hammer really have a fetish for eating people? Army didn't know how to answer. In later leaked messages, he would say it was kink shaming, that it was invasive, embarrassing, and just plain shitty. But also, he didn't know if the screenshots were real. He just knew they could be. He'd sent plenty of messages like that to plenty of women over the last decade, but we didn't specifically remember telling any of them that he wanted to jerk off to the sound of their bones breaking. The publicist on the phone asked Army if there were other women or anything else that they should be prepared for. Army didn't have an answer. Right now, he just needed something to clear his head. He looked over at the woman tied up on his bed again. He didn't want to keep her waiting any longer. On January 10th, 2021, an anonymous Instagram account called House of Effie began posting screenshots of graphic conversations with Army Hammer, exposing some of his more bloodthirsty fetishes. There were text messages and DMs, but there were no names or dates attached. The person behind the account claimed the screenshots came from multiple women. At first, there were plenty of people who doubted their authenticity. Sure, Army liked BDSM posts on Twitter, they'd say, but this cannibal shit was way too fucked up to be real. But several of Army's higher profile exes, including Courtney Vujakovic and Jessica Enriquez, knew better. But while they said their own messages hadn't been leaked, they still recognized that trademark whiplash and emotion, from affectionate love bombs to sex-inspired threats of violence. Army knew how to spin you around till you got so dizzy he could mold you like clay. After all, he'd done it to them. A few days later, the so-called Miss Cayman incident happened. But Army's bad luck didn't end when the Cayman cops left his hotel room. A 22-year-old college student named Paige Lorenz came forward, saying that some of those leaked text messages were hers. She wasn't as famous as some of Army's other girlfriends, and despite the fact that she was intimidated by his sexual experience and aggressive nature, she was so charmed by him that she agreed to go along with it anyway, even when it made her uncomfortable. Even when he used his knife to carve the first letter of his name into the skin near her vagina, even when he licked the blood from the wound. It seemed like every day for the next few weeks, there was another new and horrifying revelation about Army Hammer's sex life. 
Each one was worse than the last, and each one became harder and harder to deny despite the best efforts of Army's lawyers. Army even released a statement to spin his public image. He was supposed to spend four months filming a movie with J-Lo in the Dominican Republic, but he told the press that he dropped out in order to spend more time with his kids who were struggling in light of what he called the, quote, vicious and spurious online attacks, unquote, against him. Then the woman behind the House of Effie Instagram account came forward to share her own story. The eponymous Effie had met Army on Facebook back in 2016 when she was 20 years old and she claimed that they had an on and off relationship for the next four years, all while Army was still married. Like Paige, Effie was charmed by the boy toy movie star who vacillated between rollicking puppy dog affections and brutal violent sex acts. But according to Effie, Army did worse things than brand her with a knife. She claimed that he raped her for four consecutive hours on April 24th, 2017. On that day, he allegedly slammed her head against the wall, bruised her face, and beat her feet so hard she couldn't walk. She said that he, quote, also committed other acts of violence against me to which I did not consent, unquote. She did not go into more detail. Army, through his lawyers, denied everything. The lawyers claimed it was consensual non-consent, a mutually agreed upon rape fantasy role play. They also claimed they had text messages from Effie that proved she was into it, though they wouldn't share the messages publicly because they didn't want to embarrass her. In February 2021, the Los Angeles Police Department opened up a sexual assault investigation into Army Hammer based on evidence they'd received. Army disappeared from public life. He checked into an addiction treatment center in Florida, supposedly seeking help for his issues around drugs, sex, and alcohol. His mom says he's doing great, according to One Gossip Magazine. But that's the last anyone's heard of him. It's like Army Hammer has finally decided to start listening to a publicist, and all it took was a rape allegation. In December 2021, the LAPD wrapped up their investigation and forwarded their findings to the district attorney. As of this podcast, no charges have been filed. But the man at the center of the controversy got what he wanted. He cemented his celebrity status and finally became a household name. Army Hammer, the cannibal lover. A moniker so outrageous that it ought to be in pictures. I'm Jake Brennan, and this is Badlands. Badlands was created by me, Jake Brennan, and produced by Double Elvis. Credits for this episode can be found on the show notes page at badlandspod.com. Subscribe, follow, like, rate, and review the Badlands podcast wherever you get your podcast because Badlands is available everywhere. If you love this show, tell someone, tell everyone, shout us out on social, spread the word, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Double Elvis. Double Elvis.